This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Good morning and welcome everybody to Canada's Only Money Show dedicated to those of you 50 plus and your overall investment tax and estate planning and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. And we have an excellent show planned for you today. Christine Manzer, um, she's from RBC Global Asset Management, is going to join us to talk about the outlook for the markets. And Robert Wessel, he's a managing partner with uh, Hamilton ETFs, and he's going to talk about his analysis of bank stocks. I know that's of uh, big interest to everybody out there. But first, we had to reschedule our uh, Wednesday uh, workshop from last week to this Wednesday coming up. So it's Wednesday, September the 21st. It's going to be at 12 noon. So all everything's going to be the same. It's just a week later. It's at the Oasis Convention Center in Mississauga. Lunch is going to be provided, of course, for those who are interested in attending. And um, we have two guest speakers. The same guest speakers are uh, thankfully able to make it out. Jeff Sayer, he's a global infrastructure manager at Nine Point Partners. He's going to be covering you know, the outlook for the markets going into the, the last quarter of the year. And he's going to give us a presentation on why you should have infrastructure as part of your portfolio. Okay, the second guest speaker is going to be Peter Kartosopoulos. He's our estate planning specialist from RBC Wealth Management. He's going to go through estate planning techniques, uh, wealth transfer strategies they can use, and tax-exempt vehicles that you can have in your portfolio right now. It's going to be a great sh- workshop. You don't want to miss this, of course. And um, it's free for anybody that's interested in joining us. If you'd like to register, all you got to do, of course, is call Dominique, one 891 26 37. That's 1-866-891-2637 to register for the seminar. So if you couldn't make it last week, this is your chance to come out and join us. You can also visit our website. And the website, again, is www.primetimemoney.ca to learn more information. And you can actually register on the site, too. But we have other stuff on the site as well. So when you go there, you can go in at a, your leisure, um, You know, listen to all the interviews that we do, go back and get past interviews, we have a, a, a section there where you could actually do forecasting. And then when we talk about individual funds, what we do is we post the information from those funds or those ETFs or anything that the money manager is managing at that point, and you can go um, see that there too. Okay, so that's prime time money. So that's your source for all the information that you need for financial planning and uh, retirement planning for sure. Um, you know, last week, for those of you who weren't here, we, we, had, we were talking about a uh, we had a great response for it. It's called Get Paid to Wait Portfolio. So all in all, what it was, I'll just give you a quick overview, and you can uh, call Dominique if you'd like to get the package. It's uh, three sectors of a portfolio of that we did with a client. It was $750,000. And basically what we did is, again, we focused on um, diversifying it from Canadian, U.S., and international. So we split it geographically, diversification. We had companies all across the sectors and all of those. And so all across the sectors in Canada, all across the sectors in the United States, all across different sectors internationally. So nothing kind of overlapped, so it was totally diversified. And the great thing was you're going to receive from a, 
an investment for this client. Now, it can be any amount if you want to do it with us or do it yourself. Um, but this one was for a client that was 750000 So if you want to write that number down, it actually paid $4,214 a month. So it gave you a great income from that amount of money. And the overall yield, That's this is just the yield alone was 6.7%. That's not bad for, you know, waiting for the market to uh, recover here. Or something that you, if you'd want to live off of uh, while you're retired, a lump sum of money where you're getting a, you know, a nice uh, over $4,000 a month check from for a, a lump sum. Now, this is just the income. So there's growth potential on top of that. That 750000 could grow too, you know, given a, a decent stock market. So I've been doing, you know, this this business with clients and dealing with people at or near to retirement for over 25 years. And what I've found is regardless of the kind of market that we're in and things are bad now and interest rates going up, but we're in a period where you can collect yourself some great rates. So it's a real opportunity for you if you're looking for income to, you know, lock in some great rates, you know, and that's what this show is all about today. You know, regardless of the market, we got to find a way to make some money. So if you'd like to get a copy of that again, all you have to do is call Dominique one 891 26 37. That's 1 891 26 37 to get paid while you wait. Okay, stay right there. Christine Manzer is going to join us to give us her ideas on inflation and how we should adjust our portfolio. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino on Primetime Money, and joining us now is Christine Manzer. She's the Vice President and Portfolio Manager at RBC Global Asset Management. Hey, good morning, Christine. Thanks for uh, taking the time again to uh, join us here on the show. Thanks for having me. You know, these days, it seems like everywhere that we turn, you know, prices are on the rise. What's been, you know, basically driving the inflation story here? Yeah, there's, there are numerous uh, sides to it um, that have brought us to where we are today. Uh, the pandemic that uh, we're all very familiar with uh, created a situation where supply chains, which is the path that a good takes from production and manufacturing all the way to delivery, were backlogged. Uh, it was partly a function of labor scarcity. It's, it's really hard to fill factories with workers in a world of social distancing. Um, but it's also a function of higher demand. There was a lot more demand for goods and services. As the world started to reopen, increased demand for commodities like oil, gasoline, various raw materials also surged. And unfortunately for commodity prices, Russia's invasion of Ukraine earlier this year meant that already tight supply conditions were worsened. Uh, so basically, in, es- in essence, we had a storm of strong demand, short supply, and then central banks that are raising rates in an effort to cool the economy and pull back the reins on demand. You know, we, we look on this show, we're, we're trying to make money all the time. So how do you prepare portfolios for this kind of uncertainty of inflation and the rising rates? Yeah, so within a fund like RBC Canadian Equity Income Fund, the portfolio managers tend to focus on creating balance within the portfolio. So rather than positioning for one specific outcome, they include an element of cyclicality to balance out the interest rate sensitivity. This results in exposure to commodities like gold, materials, energy, probably more so than what you would expect from an income-oriented strategy. Uh, portfolio managers Jennifer McClelland and Bram Spilfogel also spend a lot of time thinking about the impact that inflation has on the companies themselves. What is their ability to manage through it and pass it on so their profit margins have some protection against rising rates? Finding companies that have this strong pricing power and competitive positioning is really important through downturns in market cycles and inflationary periods. 
You know, it's um, you know, it's really interesting in terms of you know the markets going up and down, and you know they, they it's called volatility. So you have this. So when you're when you're looking at that volatility, like how do how do you uh, what kinds of strategies would you use, and what, what what does best when you're in this kind of volatile market? Yeah, there are various asset classes tend to perform better during these periods of inflation and rising rates. So, for example, real assets like commodities tend to fare a bit better, mm-hmm. and we've we've seen evidence of that through this year. Meanwhile, other asset classes struggle a bit more, often when they're more sensitive to interest rates. One standout when it comes to investing through volatility are companies that pay and consistently grow their dividends. When we measure how these companies have performed versus those that don't pay a dividend, we see that not only do they tend to perform better during periods where volatility is rising, but they also do so with less volatility themselves. So if you think about equity investing like being on a winding road up a mountain, this tends to mean that companies which pay and grow their dividends consistently have a smoother path forward than those that don't pay a dividend, which might experience more of a bumpy road. This is because the companies that pay dividends often have stable cash flows that are based on repeatable earnings through all stages of the business cycle. This tends to make for a better experience for investors who prefer less ups and downs in their portfolios. I think most of the people that are listening to this show prefer less ups and downs. So how can the investors like... Uh take that sort of experience for themselves, how do they experience it? So choosing companies that pay dividends is one thing, but finding companies that are able to maintain and grow their dividends is completely different. It's these sorts of uh, portfolio managers Jennifer McClelland and Bram Spilfogel look for when they're managing RBC Canadian Equity Income Fund. They've been working together for nearly two decades, always with an emphasis on finding companies that have strong potential to generate attractive earnings and can benefit from periods of dislocation. They also bring their unique strengths to the fund. Jennifer's background is in income-oriented investing. She is deep experiencing analyzing real estate companies, pipelines, other traditional financial companies that, that tend to pay and grow dividends over time. Bram's background is in commodities, so his expertise is beneficial for the cyclical parts of the portfolio. And in an environment like this, where the strength of the balance sheet has become a lot more important, having managers with this deep experience that are solely focused on the strength of the and how they fit within a portfolio can be a real benefit for clients. Well, those are great. That's great advice, uh, Christine. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us here today and bring us up to speed what's happening there with the RBC Canadian Equity Income Fund and your outlook for uh, and your insights into what's happening with um, inflation and uh, rising rates. Thanks again for having me. All right. You take care. You too. Bye. Okay, that was Christine Manzer. She's Vice President and Portfolio Specialist at RBC Global Asset Management, Inc. Please read the prospectus or the fund facts document before investing. There may be commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all associated with mutual fund investments. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. RBC funds are offered by RBC Global Asset Management and are distributed through authorized dealers in Canada. Okay, Canadian bank stocks are some of the best yielding and dividend growing companies in the world. Because of the downturn, they're all on sale. Should you buy? Stay right there. Robert Wessel of Hamilton ETFs will explain. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime. Okay, we are back. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. And joining us now is Robert Wessel. He's a managing partner and co-founder of Hamilton ETFs. Hey, good morning, Robert. Thanks for taking the time to join us here today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. You know, I guess the best thing uh, to start off with is tell everybody about yourself and Hamilton ETFs and what you guys are doing there. 
Yeah, so so thank you for asking. Um, so my name is Rob Wessel. I'm one of the partners at Hamilton ETFs. We're an ETF manager uh, specializing in the uh, financial sector, including and especially uh, the Canadian banks. We do have some multi-sector cover call offerings as well, but our firm has been around for over 10 years and our assets under management are about $1.7 billion. So we've been, uh, and we're the fastest growing ETF manager in the country. Oh, that's great news. Um, you know, the Canadian banks, when you look, you know, I work for a bank, of course, and then, you you know, mm-hmm. they had a, we had a great year in 2021. But, you know, since then, you know, with the market and uh, everything that's happening around the market, they've, they've really declined significantly since the beginning of the year. Could give us, like, some context in terms of, you know, what you're seeing and, and how you're seeing things in terms of why, why the banks have pulled back so much. Yeah, so it, it's quite interesting. I, I mean, the market is is very worried, very worried um, that this abrupt rise in interest rates or this increase in interest rates that everybody's experiencing will cause a recession. So it has reacted preemptively. It's, you know, the Canadian banks have seen their stocks, their stock prices fall about not quite 20% as the market sort of prices in a higher risk of a recession and possibly what it might think as some of the effects of a recession. What's actually quite interesting is that none of these effects have really happened yet. So the banks have reported a couple quarters, analyst earnings forecasts haven't changed. Um, and so right now, the, the stocks are down, but there isn't really any sort of negative flow through from these events that the market is worried about into, you know, Canadian bank or even Canadian insurance earnings. So now when you, when you look at the banks, though, um, from, from our view, like every, the, specifically what's happening in Canada, the banks are all different in what part of the business that they they specialize in. When you you know, people are asking me. Some of my clients are asking me, Robert. Um, you know, when you look at the banks, shouldn't they be making more money when interest rates go up? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's um, it's a complicated subject, but right. I guess there's really kind of two very uh, broad based themes. The first is, it is true that if interest rates rise. Banks, as long as it happens in an orderly fashion, uh, banks can charge more for their loans. They obviously pay a bit more to depositors. Okay. Um, and this becomes, and they call that net interest margin. And so those numbers, if that margin number percentage goes up, the banks make more money on their, on their very large loan portfolios. On the other hand, the key, it, it, the key term was orderly. If interest rates rise so fast and so much that they precipitate a recession, then there's these other knock-on effects that could uh, that could weigh on um, the the positive impact of rising net interest margins. For example, you know maybe there's higher credit costs. You know maybe market activity is slower. So it's really the two things happening together, and, and that's why the market is concerned about these things. Sure. Yeah, I know. It's when you look at the banks, though. You know, we were having a discussion the other day, and they talked about different kinds of banks. So if you had a bank that was just loaning money out that would be one thing but then you have a, a other banks that make most of their money from corporate finance so because the market has slowed down you know the corporate finance area is doing a lot worse yeah that's well that was the that was the uh what up spooked the market a little bit when they just reported earnings they just reported their q3 earnings which is i mean uh i think everybody was looking for a few things um the first thing that the market was looking for in the most recent earnings was what's happening to bad loans and bad loans actually went down. Expenses or credit losses related to bad loans also went down. So these are good things, not bad things. Um, so it was a bit surprising that the market traded down as much as it did. Now, to your point, 
the investment banking operations and their large capital markets businesses were actually, even though they were expected to be a little weaker or cyclically weak, they were quite a bit weaker. I don't know that the market should be all that worried about that. In the 20-plus years, nearly 25 years I've been following the sector, I mean, these, these big businesses have volatility. They go up. They have unusually weak quarters. They have unbelievably strong quarters. And it all kind of works its way out. I don't think the market should get overly excited or worried about any particular downside or upside volatility. Uh, especially in Canada, we have six banks, and that's where the business is going to go. The, yeah. the, the, the good point is that, you know, this is for a lot of people who don't own banks or want to add to the banks, this is an opportunity to get involved. And I know in uh, 2020, you guys um, launched a, a fund called Hamilton Enhanced Canadian Bank ETF, and the, the ticker symbol is HCAL. So tell us about what you're doing there with that particular ETF. Yeah, so... so uh, the Hamilton Enhanced Canadian Bank ETF, which is ticker HCAL, or we call it HCAL, HCAL, um, basically invests in the Canadian banks, but we add a very small amount. Uh, we employ a very modest amount of leverage, just 25%. So if you give us $100, we borrow $25 at institutional rates, and we buy $125 of the banks. So over time, if you think the Canadian banks will go up, which we do, and they have for Forever. decades, <laughs> for decades, yeah. um, then this product offers the potential for not only a higher yield, so for example, right now it yields over 6.5%, uh, but it also uh, offers the potential for higher returns over time. And the reason this is important is the power of compounding, as you explain to your clients, I'm sure, all the time, which is even if it's a modest amount of leverage and it makes a little bit higher return every year, as each year goes by, that difference compounds. So um, you know, this was launched at a, at a good time, and it's the top-performing Canadian bank ETF by a, a pretty healthy margin. But it, ho- it offers both potential for higher yield as well as higher returns. So we're and, – and the fund has been extremely popular. It's done it very, very well, um, and it's quite large now. And so we're, we're very happy about it. But thank you. So now somebody investing in that particular ETF, would they have um, – if you took their money, is it equally weighted amongst the banks, or is it skewed a bit? No, well, we actually there's actually a um, a mean reversion strategy that underlines that, uh, okay. which over time has outperformed equal weight. Um, but the the real variable here is um, even even in periods where mean reversion, the underlying unlevered ETF, which is the ticker HCA, um, even if it it does well or uh, it, it does well, it's it's not as big a variable as just this modest leverage that compounds over time, twenty five percent. Okay. So it's um, so you're getting the compound and the uh, dividend that gets paid out in that fund, uh, Robert. How often does it come out? It gets paid monthly. Thank you for asking. I should have mentioned that. Yeah. Okay. So that's great. Um, now, tell us about the other funds that you have. So we have the Canadian Bank Fund. That you know, if a client's out there and he doesn't have the wherewithal to buy banks individually, he could buy this and get all the banks. Yeah. And get the dividend plus an enhanced dividend from the banks. But with your firm, you could also buy banks that are outside of Canada. Sure. And I should also point out for, for this enhanced Canadian Bank ETF, because it has a modest amount of leverage, you can also own an RSP. You can't okay. have margin in your RSP, as you know. Uh, but yeah, we offer a, a whole suite of ETFs. We have an Australian bank ETF, arguably the world's best banking sector, very similar, the closest to the Canadian banks that you can have. It has the ticker HBA. Um, we have a, a U.S. mid-cap financials ETF. We have uh, more recently launched two multi-sector covered call ETFs, uh, where we have a portfolio of covered call ETFs that we own on the underlying with, with a modest amount of 25% leverage, 
uh, and they, uh, you know, their goal is to broadly replicate the TSX60, which is for one of our funds with the ticker HDIV, the Hamilton Enhanced um, uh, Canadian Cover Call ETF, and HYLD or HYLD, uh, Hamilton U- Enhanced U.S. Cover Call ETF. They actually have very high yields. HYLD has a yield of over 13%, um, and HDIV has a yield of over 10%. So, and as a very, very quality underlying. So those funds are extremely popular, uh, HDIV and HYLD. So those are also funds that would pay you out on a, on a monthly basis? Exactly. So if you're looking for monthly income, our firm is, uh, has lots of products that have yields of, well, um, over between 6 and, and 13%. So we have, with a lot of diversification, these two funds are two enhanced cover call ETFs, one Canadian and one U.S. focused. Uh, their yields are very, very high. But what's great about them or what we like about them is they're very, very diversified. So there's okay. hundreds of stocks under, underneath them that support this this higher yield, again, with just a little bit of margins beside them. Okay, so there's lots of different opportunities there if there somebody is. wanted to put together a portfolio. They could uh, yeah, pick and choose and put these all together to give themselves yeah. a high yield. Yeah, and you can get information at HamiltonETFs.com. Okay, that's great. Well, it's great to have you on, Robert. Hopefully we can get you on again real soon. We'll talk about some of those other ETFs that you were uh, mentioning there, and we'll get uh, a little bit more in-depth in with those. That would be great. All right, Robert, you take care. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Okay, thank you for having me. Okay, bye. Okay, that was Robert Wessel. He's the managing partner and co-founder of Hamilton ETFs. Remember, commissions, drilling commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. The distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Hamilton ETFs. Okay, we're already pushing the time here. It's been difficult investing these days folks i know that so stay the course remember it's always the darkest before dawn we feel strongly that the market's going to be up by the end of the year and then our job on this show is always to find you areas where you can make money no matter what kind of market there is so every week tune in and we'll uh, keep you up to speed with where we're seeing the best opportunities today if you're confused come on out to our seminar on wednesday we'll have some great ideas on how you can adjust your portfolio today call dominique now one 891 2637. That's 1-866-891-2637 to register. Or if you'd like to get that information on Get Paid to Wait, uh, Dominique will get that to you too. See you all here back next week, folks. We're going to be talking a bit about the difficulty about retiring during uncertain times. And Jeff Parks is going to be here. He's the CEO of Stock Capital. Remember, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Our podcasts are on Apple Music, Prime Music, and Spotify. But you can always reach us directly at our website, www.primetimemoney.ca. See you next week, folks. I'm Richard Infantino, and this is Primetime Money. The strategies and advice during Primetime Money are provided for general guidance. Listeners should consult their own investment advisor when planning to implement a strategy. Interest rates, market conditions, special offers, tax rulings, and other investment factors are subject to change. Richard Infantino is an investment advisor with RBC Dominion Securities, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.